Hola, mi gente. My name is Jessica Yanez, and I want you to join me for some wine and chisme. The Wine and Chisme podcast was created to amplify voices across communities of color, all while drinking a glass of wine. From wine talk, interviews, and recaps of all things pop culture, join me every Wednesday for the chisme. Please make sure to check out the Wine and Chisme podcast and other amazing podcasts as part of the Latina Podcasters Network. Want to make a podcast? Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily, then distribute it everywhere, and even earn money, all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer, so no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify, and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. With Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. Ever since we discovered Spotify for Podcasters, we have added question box to hear our community's thoughts on our episodes, polls to ask questions on what they think, and so much more. We highly recommend you give it a try. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to spotify.com slash podcasters to get started. Estás escuchando el Soy Violento Soy Macabro podcast. Yo soy Dee. Y yo soy Ali. Y hoy los llevaremos a Monterrey, Nuevo León. Hace tiempo la gente tenía la expectativa que un asesino en serie era usualmente un hombre. Como en el caso de la mata viejitas, al principio todos pensaban que era un hombre porque no podían creer que una mujer fuera capaz de tanto horror. La mata viejitas era una, fue describida como una buena madre, pero con una segunda vida perturbante. Al igual, Cristina Soledad Sánchez Esquivel fue describida como una buena madre por sus vecinos, con un pasado oscuro lleno de malicia, violencia y abuso. Un trauma que se ha dicho fue una de las razones que la empujaron a cometer los crímenes en el año 2010 que la marcaron como la mata taxistas. Advertencia, la información de este caso puede ser desencadenante para algunos. Tenga en cuenta que algunos de estos casos pueden involucrar menores de edad, abuso, violación o violencia. Escuchen con precaución. Warning, the information on this case can be triggering to some. Please be advised that some of these cases may involve children, abuse, rape, and violence. Listen with caution. Soledad Sánchez Esquivel nació en el año 1979 en Monterrey, Nuevo León. Cristina viene de una familia pobre y fue abusada sexualmente, se ha, se ha dicho que sexualmente múltiples veces en su niñez. Ella quedó embarazada a los 16 años y de ahí tuvo cinco hijos más. Muchas personas que conocían a Cristina la describían como la describen como una madre amorosa y atenta con sus hijos. 
Ella trabajaba como plomera y todos decían que era muy trabajadora. En un reporte, un vecino, después de que salió todo a luz, un vecino dijo que él no podía creer que ella había cometido los crímenes. Como que él dijo que a lo mejor ella fue usada. Like a bait. Ya, yeah, nada más para atraer a los hombres. Because they just couldn't believe that it was, that it was her. Wow. Decían que, era una, que es una buena persona y que ella atendía pues a sus hijos. La policía también reportó que, que Cristina, se dieron cuenta en todo esto que Cristina tenía problemas con su marido. Okay. Y que ella se fue de la casa dejando a sus niños para ir a vivir con su amante. Oh, wow. Okay. Que en ese tiempo se llamaba Martín Tobar, que también es uno de los desaparecidos. Aquí y ahora reporta que el 18 de mayo del 2010 fue el último día que la familia de Abel Mendoza lo miró. He was 69 years old. Holy shit. Okay. And that was the last day that they saw him, on May 18th. Okay. Sus hijos se preocuparon mucho de él. Era un taxista y se preocuparon. I think that he said that he had been doing this for 30 years. Oh, wow. Okay. And he was, like, older, too. He was 69. Yeah, he was yeah. older. So, obviously, you get worried. Yeah, of course. Um, so, they go to the police station. Lo denuncian. Hace una denuncia. Pero como no había pruebas, nothing was there. Also, he's a taxi driver. He's so a taxi driver. So they're like, oh, he probably left. Or, Se atrasó yeah. or something. I don't know. That's yeah. what they said. But yeah. they don't take it into account. Okay. Which is, I know it's always a... It's always a police. I swear to God. There's, siempre pasa algo así en muchos de los casos que hemos hablado. Yeah. Entonces, ellos se... They can't wait. Like yeah. any other family. Family member. Like any other family will do. They can't wait. So ellos se ponen a buscar a su papá. Mm -hmm. En este reportaje están hablando con la hija de Abel. Mm -hmm. Y ella dice que se fueron hasta en el monte, al cerro, en cuevas. They were like walking. They were on horses looking for her dad. Oh, wow. It was that much like she's all like, something doesn't feel right. Of course. Yeah. I need to look for him. Testigos, mientras están haciendo todo esto ellos... Ellos, um, they bump into gente, testigos, mm -hmm. y les dijeron a la familia que a él lo habían visto mm -hmm. con una mujer y dos muchachos. Okay. So, the family is getting more information than the actual police. Of course. Like always. Right? <laughs> el, so, esto pasó el 18 de mayo del 2010. Mm -hmm. Ese mismo día, otro taxista se desaparece. Oh, wow. Gregorio Escamilla, de 49 años. Oh, wow. Sigue diciendo aquí y ahora que el 20 de mayo también desaparece Martín Tobar, que es el amante yeah. de Cristina. El 22 de mayo desaparece José Alfonso Quiroz. El 28 de mayo desaparece Omar Pérez. He was 31. Él tiene 31, es más joven. Yeah. Y también después desaparece otro taxista llamado Lorenzo Alemán. Para Héctor Manuel Nerio, la tarde del 4 o 5 de, de junio del 2010, unos reportajes dan el 4, otros dan el 5. Pero en uno de estos días, para Héctor era un día como otro. He was going to work, you know, picking up people, taking them to, from point A to point B. Yeah. Él recoge a una mujer en un centro de autobuses. 
According to El Criminalista Nocturno, Cristina informs Hector that she missed her bus. Okay. And she's wondering how much he's gonna charge her. Ya le dice él, ella como medio molesta. But she still hops decide on. meterse al carro, al, al taxi. Yeah, she hops on. Se sube al taxi y iba a ser una, una manejada larga. Porque dicen que era donde ella quería ir. Era de 130 kilómetros de distancia. So in miles, that's like 80 miles. Okay. So it's going to be a pretty it's far, a pretty long pretty drive, drive. Yeah. He notices that Cristina becomes nervous when they see police close to them. Okay. Se pone medio nerviosa. They're just like behind them, but he notices that she gets nervous. Ella de ahí le pide a Héctor que se vaya por un camino que lo describen una terracería, mm -hmm. que es un lugar de, así, de tierra y piedras. Yeah, almost like a back road. Yeah, it doesn't have cement. So there's yeah. like no actual road. Right. Yeah. So for Hector, that's like... Like, why? Like, why? No, I'm not going to go through there. Él dice, no voy a poner, pasar mi carro por este camino. Like, no, I'm not going to do it. Pero Cristina le pide a Héctor que, que tiene que hacerlo porque... Su familia la está esperando, and they're going to give her the money to pay him. Him, okay. Supposedly. Mm -hmm. He proceeds and tells her, you know what? I'll wait for you by this hill. Aquí te espero. You know, no voy a seguir para otro lado. Aquí es cuando ella se acerca a Héctor y lo apuchilla. Oh, my God. Y le dice, hasta aquí llegaste. Ella agresivamente le dice a Héctor que, que se baje, pero que se baje del carro con cuidado, porque no quiere manchar el carro de sangre. The thing is that the reason why she said this was because her intention was to take the car from him. Oh, okay. De robarle el carro para después venderlo. Oh, okay. So, si el carro tiene sangre, she nadie lo va a querer comprar. Yeah. Entonces, por eso le dice, con cuidado y no manches el carro de sangre. Y le dice que siga caminando y le dice que no se te ocurra agarrar ni una piedra ni se te ocurra correr tampoco. Mientras caminaban, eh, ven a unos hombres y Héctor se, de alguna manera, logra soltarse y corre. Like, he just runs, runs like, as fast as he can. And on his way... Dicen que él agarra un pedazo de leña, mm -hmm. a piece of wood, yeah. to protect himself. Oh, wow. And he runs into a person who is unable to help him, and the police is called. Wow. He survived. Wow. Okay, that's great. Which is, yes, be, because of him, she gets she, caught. Thank God. Exactly. La policía fue llamada y Héctor reporta que acaba de ser atacado por su pasajera. Y que ella se había llevado el taxi. So, alcanzan a detenerla. They find her. Y cuando ven quién es, dicen que la policía, they were surprised. Oh, wow. Because no parecía una asesina. I mean, yeah. It's, I mean, <laughs> yeah. some people just don't look like serial killers and then they end up you know, I mean, we've seen so many cases. Exactly. Yeah. So that was kind of like, yeah. But that's what they said. No parece una asesina. I guess because of her demeanor. Okay. She just looked very calm. Oh, okay. Um, 
they said that she did not appear aggressive. Interesting. Yeah. De ahí cuando la captan, Cristina empieza a confesar sus otros crímenes. Oh, so wow. they think they're catching this person who was just trying to, you know, who attacked a, a Héctor. Mm-hmm. Le quiso robar. That's what they were thinking. Yeah. But ella confiesa que ella mató a, a hombres. Yeah. Oh, wow. So she comes. She confesses. She confesses. To murders. She confesses to murders of people that they couldn't find. Like the missing people. That the missing they were people. To look for. Yes. Ella dijo que estos crímenes los hizo porque odiaba a los hombres, ya que había sido abusada de pequeña. Oh, okay. Después también, con ella en todo esto confiesa también que había matado a su amante, oh. a Martín Tobar. Luego ella dice que ella no lo hizo sola, que tenía dos cómplices. Uno... Era un joven de menor de edad. That many of the reports and the videos que, que encontré no dan el nombre de él. Yeah. No dan nada de información de él, ni qué fue su sentencia, nada. Um, some were saying that he, they haven't caught him. Oh, wow. So there's not much information on, on one him. of them. El otro cómplice es de 27 años. Se llama Aaron Herrera Pérez, que era conocido como el Azteca. So, like I said, the point was to target, um, well, I haven't stated this, but the point was to, they were targeting men who were skinny, who were lighter. Um, Eso fue lo que la policía miró, que todas las personas que were gone missing, they had like a similarities, characteristics, physical characteristics. So, she had like like a type that she was like looking for. Yeah, and the reason why um, she was looking for people that were skinnier was because cuando los mataban a los hombres, los tiraban en un pozo. So, they wanted to make sure that they fit. Oh, wow. And that they, I guess they presumed that they were less of a threat. Yeah. Porque están más delgados y no van a pelear. Yeah. Or tanto. maybe she thought that she had like a little bit more of a, kind of like a, an advantage. Yeah, because they were skinnier. Por lo que cuentan, ellos, ella, Cristina, Aaron y el otro joven subían al carro, al taxi, mm-hmm. subían los tres y con el tiempo ella les pedía al taxista que se detuvieran. Y de ahí los cómplices lo atacaban. Y tiraban los cuerpos en un pozo. Aquí y ahora dijo que el pozo de agua era de 700 metros de profundidad. That's what they said. Criminalista nocturno reportó que los cuerpos fueron depositados a más de 250 metros de profundidad. So, I'm not, you know... 100%. Uh, not 100%, but I'm reporting on both of these. Aquí y ahora dijo, lo describió, dio el ejemplo del Empire State Building in New oh. York. Yeah. So they said that that one um, is 381 metros. Mm-hmm. So este pozo era 700. So it's, Ooh, double, it's double the size. The size of the Empire State Building. Holy shit, okay. Yeah, so I don't know if it was like, um, if maybe it was 700 meters, but the other, the other podcast reported maybe it was 250 porque encontraron los cuerpos a ese... 
a ese nivel. A ese nivel, I'm not sure, but uno es 7700 y el otro 250. Either way, they... It was like a pozo. Era un pozo, ya. Yeah. El criminalista nocturno sigue explicando que la policía le empieza a enseñar fotos de hombres desaparecidos a Cristina. Y ella los va identificando. From there. Fue reportado que Cristina y sus dos cómplices a uno de los víctimas cuando lo golpearon no he didn't die oh, wow, okay. he was still breathing cuando llega al pozo cuando lo tiran al pozo él todavía estaba vivo oh, wow. y que él empieza a gritar por ayuda oh. it's, it's so sad oh my god I can't no it's It's sad because even like on the videos you see through the pozo and it's just... I can't imagine it. It's scary. Yeah. And that they, los cómplices de Cristina y ella, le empiezan a tirar piedras. Oh my God. Al, al, al so, señor. So basically he was like stoned to death. Le pegaron hasta que el señor ya no... Gritó por ayuda. El perfil criminal reporta que el 7 de junio la familia de Abel Mendoza deciden meter una cámara al pozo. Okay. So I'm quite confused here because the family is the one que va al pozo y mete la cámara. I am not sure why authorities or no one else did this before yeah. it doesn't make sense yeah ellos este este el perfil criminal reporta que ellos meten una cámara y cuando la cámara está allá abajo no encuentran ningún cuerpo en las imágenes no se mira ningún cuerpo pero que al sacar la cámara la soga the yeah the the, the, the yeah not the string but the Or yeah. Sale con pedazos de cabello y sangre. So do you think it was like decomposition? Like they, they just, oh wow. So with that, de acuerdo al criminalista nocturno, el 10 de junio, un otro hombre de 54 años reportó que a él también lo habían atacado. Oh wow. Que había sido atacado por Cristina. In this story that he gives, dicen que a él lo acuchillaron, pero que por algo no lo pudieron tirar al pozo. I don't know how, but they couldn't throw him in there. No dicen el por qué. Entonces deciden meterlo a la cajuela. Pero él, de alguna forma, se pudo salir. Okay. So, I'm assuming that, like, okay, they, like, you know, me, assuming yeah. that they probably, like, stabbed him. They were probably too far away from the pozo they decided to put him in the cajuela and you know how like they have like how to escape like from a trunk i'm assuming maybe that's what happened and they were like well fuck it like he's gonna die anyways kind of thing and they left Situation, him but yeah. he was able to get out wow se sale y no lo pueden dicen que él se esconde entre la like la hierba and they were to hide somehow y no lo pueden encontrar y se van they yeah. just leave him él dijo que Cristina estaba con dos hombres. Mm -hmm. So it matches the story of what Cristina is saying. Mm -hmm. 
Se dice también en este reportaje que la familia de este señor, they start getting worried, like, why isn't he here? Y lo empiezan a llamar a su celular. Y que una mujer contesta. Oh, shit. Y se identifica como la amante. Oh, wow. Y que le dicen que lo dejen en paz. Oh, wow. So, I'm imagining that was Cristina. Yeah. It doesn't say in the report, like, who specifically it was, but that's what they're... Yeah. I mean, if there's two, two men, and she was the only female, it only makes sense that she might have been the one that did the phone call. Or not the phone call, but answered the phone. Yeah. Wow. That's scary. That's that's horrifying. It is. Imagine, like, your your dad is missing, and then out of nowhere... Uh, you try to call him and he, a woman answers says don't call don't call him anymore i'm like his like other significant other or whatever like the you know the other woman that would be heartbreaking for the family like to to yeah. find out that way oh, and yeah. then to later find out that no your dad was yeah talk to a killer yeah that's 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 scary it is y pobres hombres like if you think about it like they were going to work mm-hmm. they were making money yeah They're just doing, you know, their their job. And then, yeah. toparse como gente así. Yeah, I mean, it, it, that's one of those um, scenarios where you start thinking, you're like, you know, we, we all need to make a living in life. And um, it's sometimes, you know, it's hard work. And I know that sometimes, you know, you, you don't, you can't bring, you know, food to the table. But that doesn't mean you have to go out and, like, kill other people in order to you know get 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 what you want in life it's tragic it's like these people literally left their home probably didn't even say goodbye to their like loved ones so heartbreaking and then you killed them for for a car it's it's heartbreaking for a car and for the odio que ella tenía yeah like no es culpa de esto, el odio que ella le tenía a los hombres, el trauma que ella pasó de niña, que she should not have gone through that. No one should go to that type of trauma at yeah. all. But it wasn't Gregorio, Abel, Martín, José Alfonso, Omar, Lorenzo. It wasn't their fault. No. Like, you're projecting your anger towards people that had nothing to do with your pain. You know? Like, these people were just out doing their job making a living being like an honest living they didn't attack you they were doing doing you a service they weren't the ones that were you know abusing of you sadly um they were they 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 were just out doing the living i mean if we think about it we're like okay you know we all have a job like it would be i mean of course traumatizing but like very surreal for somebody to just be like Oh, I'm just gonna kill you because I hate somebody that like resembles your characteristics, yeah. or that you know. Just because you're a male. You're or just because you're a female. Yeah. And like I know that like previous episodes we talk about, you know, women getting killed for just being women. Um, in this case, men are being killed for by women by a woman who has a hate towards men. Um, and we saw this kind of in the Matavijitas episode where she was killing somebody that yeah. resembled the hate of her, her mother. mother. Yeah. So it's like you, 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 you're basically projecting your hate. They are. 
to mm-hmm. towards somebody that has nothing to do with you they didn't even like disrespect like i didn't like part of me was like okay you know i understand that in the mata viejitas people were i mean these people were like insulting her and, and she she fought over anger on some cases still not okay yeah still not yeah. okay but you know in some cases and like her rage came out but in this case it's like these men were just doing you know just living. picking her up to take her to what she was asking yeah and it's like yeah. they didn't do anything to you they didn't came on to you they didn't like attack you they didn't they weren't going to do anything to you but you decided to you know take their life away because you hated men and you wanted a car to sell it's it's it blows my mind it does no it does El 14 de junio, un grupo de especialistas de pozos empiezan a investigar el pozo. Encuentran un cuerpo, pero no se pudo identificar debido al estado de composición. Oh, my God. Like, yeah. I can't imagine how the body looked like in order for them not to be able to identify it. Yeah, like either dental records or like DNA or anything. It, it, it's... Sad. It is. Y al día siguiente encuentran tres cuerpos más. Oh my God. En uno de estos, en estas investigaciones, encuentran a una foto de una niña. Oh no. Y era la nieta de Abel Mendoza. Oh my God. So that's how they knew. That was one of the, the clues, reasons yeah. why they knew that he was in, in the pozo. El perfil criminal reporta que después de dos semanas, las pruebas de ADN logran identificar los cuerpos de Abel Mendoza, Omar Pérez, José Alfonso Quiroz y Martín Tobar. Oh my God. I was watching a video with Abel Mendoza's family in it, mm-hmm. and they said that they were there when they, they, like, took, when the they took out the bodies. And creo que era el nieto, no, 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 nieto, era el son-in-law, se me hace, que dijo, I know it's him. Oh, you know. It's, I don't have the words to describe, like, what I feel, even just watching this. I can't imagine their, what their pain, they felt yeah. in that moment, what his daughter felt. Yeah. That's... I can't. Like it's 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 uh, of course astonishing, but it's also unbelievable that people like this exist that are willing to dispose of a body in such an oh, inhumane nada. way. Yeah, like they're nothing. Yeah, it's like they're garbage to you, and you decided to put them in a hole in the middle of the ground to like die to decompose, and that's it. Like, if you wanted the car, okay, robar el carro y deja al señor ahí. Déjalo. Like, why go to the extreme of killing? Yeah. El 20 de diciembre del, 2000, um, del 2012, condenan a Cristina a 195 años y 11 meses. Okay. A Aaron, Hernández, uh, Aaron Herrera Pérez lo, le dan una condena de 152 años y 4 meses. That's a lot of years. Yeah. But. No. Recuerden que en algunos países de México, la pena máxima solo, por eso, por esta regla, solo pasarán 60 años. Oh, my God. I hate that. 
I know. Doesn't make sense, I know. We all have our feelings towards that, but that's what, yeah. that's what they have. That's what their lies. Psicólogos, la, después de que le hicieron evaluaciones, la identificaron con una actitud antisocial y sensible al dolor ajeno. She has no remorse. Y que tiene una tendencia al sadismo. That's how they described her. Okay. Y un odio a los hombres. And we were talking about this before. One thing that I want to explain is with the antisocial part of it. Because I feel we're talking about this. People throw the word antisocial around like it's... Like very loosely. Yeah. Like yeah. if you tell someone, oh, you're antisocial. It's like, oh, no, te gusta salir. Salir, no te gusta convivir con gente. Yeah. You like being by yourself. And in the mental health world, that's not what it means. Yeah. So, dicen que ella tenía actitud... Antisocial. So she had some yeah. symptoms. Yeah. Um, so just so you guys, I know we talked about this in another case before, pero nada más para que recuerden los, los síntomas para que alguien lo identifiquen con este tipo de trastorno. Es alguien que le falta, es falta de conformidad con las normas sociales, engaña y miente, le gusta estafar a personas para su beneficio personal, son impulsivos, irritables, agresivos, tienen desprecio por la seguridad de uno mismo y de los demás, son irresponsables, muy, muy irresponsables, y les falta remordimiento. Mm -hmm. So, and this one I know it says irresponsables, también like with work, they're mm -hmm. very responsible, but she wasn't like that. From what they said, she, yeah. she was very responsible in her job. Yeah. So, it sounds like she doesn't, from what the psicólogos que dijeron, tiene una actitud antisocial, It doesn't sound like she fits the actual yeah. disorder, but she has some like characteristics. Some characteristics that fall within, like, her attitude towards... The way she sees things. She sees, yeah. Like, the no remorse. Yeah. Uh, and this goes with, in one of the re reportajes, dicen que cuando le preguntaron a Cristina si lamentaba lo que había hecho, ella dijo que lo único que estaba arrepentida era de no haber podido matar a su última víctima. Y que si pudiera hacerlo otra vez lo haría. Oh my God. No remorse. No heart. That's... I, I can't believe it. It's like... I, I'm sorry to say this, but that's... She's a bitch. She's, she's a bitch. And to think about it that way, where you don't even have any... Like, even after they're doing all these digging of the bodies... Like, people having to identify their family members to, like, you have no sense of empathy. She doesn't. No sense of, like, connection with, you know, people to people's emotions. Like, the only thing that you care about is yourself mm -hmm. and, like, what you would have done and, like, your actions. Mm -hmm. It's 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 unbelievable. It's un unbelievable that people like that exist. Yes. And it's, it goes back to um, what she, like, I was thinking when you were talking about this, she committed to the crimes without actually being 
you know, confronted about these crimes. They yeah. stopped her because she has stole a car. A car. Yeah. And she comes out and says, oh, by the way. I did this. I did, I did this. that. Yeah. Like, I don't give a shit. I did this. I did that. Como que si. But it was like. Like a regular conversation. Yeah. Like, wow. That's, that's crazy. And that's when you start f- noticing the narcissistic side of it. Where you start noticing that le valía. Le valía yeah. que, que la atraparan. Que confesara los crímenes. It was almost like, yeah, I did it. Mm-hmm. Like, almost like glorifying herself and being a little bit, you know, narcissistic. Yeah. To the point where she's like, yeah, I did this. I did that. And I would do it again if I had the chance. No, you're right. It's like she has some, like, um, también actitudes de narcisismo. Like, yeah. she has some, like, symptoms in there, too. Yeah. Because it, it's unbelievable that, like, you know, you don't have any empathy for, empathy for anybody. And you still would, um, would do it again if you had the opportunity. So you have no sense of remorse where you're like, you know, I wouldn't have done it or nothing. Nothing. Igual que la mata viejitas, right? Yeah. Because it's almost the same thing because they love their children. Yeah. They did so much for their children. And then when it came to, you know, um, the crimes that they commit, for them it was like... It was just another day. Yeah. It was just like another another chore, basically, that they needed to do. Like, no sense of like... Okay, I'm gonna kill somebody because I need, you know, this or anything. No, it's like I'm killing you because you, you know, are a man, man and I hate you, and um, I'm gonna do it because I want to do it. There's no sense of like logic behind it. It's kind yeah, of like okay. I want to do it because you remind me of a man that you know that did this, did to, me. this to me. Yeah, it's sad. Like these poor men, even al trabajo, yeah. y, y desafortunadamente, this isn't. It's sad to say, but it's something that we see a yeah. lot throughout these past years. Yeah. Es algo que hemos visto desafortunadamente muchas veces. Yeah. Like in shootings, like in schools, in shootings at workplaces, like shootings at the movie theaters. Yeah. Just, you know, with some people having their reasoning, like, there's no actual reasoning. Just... I wanted to do it. Yeah. That reminds me of, like, the case that, um, the shooting that happened in uh, the Walmart by um, El Paso, yeah. I think. Mm-hmm. In Texas. Yeah, where it was like, there was just a shooting. Um, this guy drove from, I think it was like Houston or he something. He drove well, a couple of hours. Yeah, he, he drove a couple of hours. And then he ended up getting to El Paso, to that Walmart, because he knew that people shot there that were crossing the border, and just shoot it and, at anybody that looked Mexican or Latino. Yeah. And that was his only reason. Yeah. His only reason was shooting because he didn't like Mexicans or Latinos. And there was, like, no empathy. There was nothing. nothing. Which is sad because then it's, I think, as, I mean, I don't know, like, with you, but there came a time when estaba pasando esto frecuentemente and came to a point where I was even afraid of going to the movie theaters. Yeah. Like, I feel like unconsciously I'm still... Afraid like, of it. if I go to the movie theaters, like, in my brain, I'm like, okay, I'm going to sit on this side. It's closer to the door. I'm going to do... Like, I plan it out, and it's sad. Yeah. That... It, it, I feel like as soon as... Like, doing that. Like, especially uh, after, like... I mean, I'm pretty sure that people, like, in Latin America or Mexico um, and here, especially after shootings and, like, all these violence crimes that are happening... Um, we're always looking for an exit strategy. Yeah. 
which is like the saddest part it is because it, it starts becoming less um us doing th- something because we enjoy it and um doing something that we want to do and it becomes with uh yeah i'm doing this but i'm also looking for an exit plan just in case just in case something happens yeah That's which it, it's not a way to live it's not it's it's scary that you don't get to like just enjoy something um, but you're always looking for an exit plan. Because yeah. I do that all the time. Uh, I could be, like, at a store and be like, okay. Like, and especially when, like, my anxiety was really bad. I used to be that way. Yeah. Like, I'm always looking for an exit plan. Like, if anything was to happen, how the fuck am I going to get out of here? Um, which is a sad part. It is. And um, I, I, I still can't believe that, you know, people exist like this. That are so um careless about other people and like have no sense of um care for humanity they like, don't have a heart yeah i mean I, I understand that we all live and have traumas in our own way um but mm-hmm. i also feel like people that are go through a very traumatic event um don't need to project their 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 hate on people that they think can can you know resemble somebody that they don't like because at the end of the day it, it's never going to be enough you know you're going to keep killing and killing and killing like you're never going to fulfill that need that void of uh killing the person that did that to you you know it's pointless it's not going to help it's not going to help it's going to you're not going to fulfill a void Mm-mm. and and that's that's the reality and some people try to fight the void try to victimize themselves and not realize that you could grow from it and become a better person but instead they want to get stuck with like well i hate men and because men did this to me now i'm gonna do this yeah yeah they get stuck yeah they don't find the support they don't find the help yeah and we always go back to this it's mental health is important yeah you have to take care of that part of yourself we take care of the physical we take care of what we eat we take care of all these things like even like self-care and stuff we do stuff to you know to heal ourselves but we never think about healing our mind yeah taking care of the brain yeah that's that's important and we go back to it again finding that support finding the help if you've been to trauma anything any type of violence abuse any type of issue that you're going through look for the help yeah. don't don't wait yeah and you're not like, crazy you're no. not the only one out there going through something yeah i mean i feel like we we definitely need to like heal and yeah. grow and not let our our past be di- like di- dictate our future um yeah Mm-hmm. Because we, we get so consumed with the past that we don't live the present or, or think about what, what can be. Um, and, and like you Our said. Our past affects, affects the decisions we make. Yeah. But we, can, we can't change the past. But we can change what we do now. Yes. And that will impact the future. Definitely. Yeah. So get the support, guys. And you know, if you know anyone that you see struggling and they need the support, it's out there. Definitely. I agree. Esta es la historia de Gregorio, de Martín, de José Alfonso, de Omar, 
y de Lorenzo, las víctimas de Cristina Soledad Sánchez Esquivel, conocida como la Mata Taxistas. So that was uh, the case for this week. Definitely an intense case. Um, but uh, we want to hear from you guys. So um, we open the conversation to you guys. Leave us comments. Uh, leave us, you know, DMs, whatever you feel more comfortable with. Um, but we're open to hear your opinions on this case. And um, we'd like to hear from you. We, we'd like to, you know, hear your opinions. Um, if you have any information about the case or if you have questions about the case that you need answers to, that would be great, too. Um, we're here. We're here to talk. And uh, we're open to talk to you about any of this. Um, but yeah, uh, you could uh, follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, and TikTok, you know, if you're feeling wild. Uh, our username is at SVSM underscore podcast. And you could find us on Facebook as uh, Soy Violento, Soy Macabro Podcast. Um, and yeah, we're, we're open to hear from you guys and uh, what you, you, you have to think about this. So, thank you for um, listening. Thank you for listening and uh stay spooky. Bye. Bye.